Planet Parsons Show 232 on the 12th of July 2014. Prepare your body and mind for a bumpy ride as we break new boundaries and go where no man or woman has been allowed before. We go beyond the final frontier into the light and dark corners of Planet Parsons. Well, hello. You're probably thinking I've completely abandoned you. <laughs> it's not the case. Um, I do have the chalet windows and door open today. And uh, although it's uh, quite early in the morning that I'm recording this, um, there are a couple of little girls a few doors down that are playing in the garden. So if you hear anything, um, it's nothing to do with me. <laughs> you might hear a cat pop in through the window. Oh, and there's a bird. Um, I hope that your world has been full of sunshine. There has been some warm weather. And the reason the door of the chalet's open is, is it's just a little bit stuffy. Um, now, here's the good news. Now, you've been listening uh, to me talk about the decluttering forever. Uh, I'm getting there. I'm making headway. I can actually see a difference. Uh, and basically, I've had my head down because the children break up for the summer holidays on the 23rd of July. And I've just been on a mission, really. Uh, in the meantime, um, I wanted to share with you that I'd been to Edinburgh. Maybe you saw the tweets uh, because the Queen was naming the new aircraft carrier, um, which cost the Royal Navy something like six billion pounds um, and I didn't actually get on it but I got very close up to it and I met lots and lots of people and their families that had actually been involved in making it. 2008 they started and uh, here we are 2014 um, and uh, I think the Americans are going to borrow it as well. I think there must be some sort of understanding. I don't know about the ins and outs um, but um, I did a, a trip and I kind of think you know how it's so easy to go, oh, I've had a rotten day today. And and actually, sometimes there's a blessing in a rotten day, if you know what I mean. Um, so uh, I went via Luton, which is nowhere near where I live, because it was more reasonable for the company I was working for uh, to fly EasyJet. And I worked with a fantastic producer called Mickey. And when we got to the airport... Um, although it it was out of the way for both of us, Luton, it was three hours delayed, the flight. So we didn't get into Edinburgh until, uh, and there is a reason for me telling you this, so stay with it if you can, um, about 11 o'clock at night. And then we had to go across the fourth bridge uh, in a cab. Uh, so by the time we got to the hotel we were staying at, which was near Rothscythe at Dockyard, uh, it was the dry dock that the aircraft carrier was in because it hadn't been floated yet. And I must actually see if there are any photographs of it because I think they were floating it yesterday. Um, that's aside from anything. They were fantastic, this hotel. They just said, OK, just go and sit down and have something to eat and you can book in afterwards. Had something to eat. And of course, in Scotland at this time of year, and if you're listening in Scotland, you'll know this, it's much, much lighter. More chance of seeing the northern lights up there. Also, it's lighter as you go uh, further up the country, but you knew that, didn't you? Um, so sitting at half past 11 at night in broad daylight, looking out a monkey puzzle tree, um, which was in their garden, and uh, in the distance, Rosythe Dockyard was just spectacular. Um, anyway, an early start, six o'clock in the morning, um, got in there, lots and lots of Navy personnel, as you'd expect in uniform. We were all searched um, like you would be at an airport um, 
And there were probably about three and a half thousand of us, a lot of professional photographers and uh, television cameras, uh, dignitaries. Um, it was, do you know, it, it wasn't that whole sense of occasion about it. It was the enormity of the aircraft carrier and the just the sheer pride in the people that had bought it. It was a, a really lovely experience. And then uh, Mickey and I shot back to the airport for a four o'clock flight and found that we had been, our flight had been cancelled until 12.30 midnight. And I didn't even know that you could fly at that time. I was sure there was a curfew, but maybe not at Luton. And um, looking back on it, and you know, there was a lot of time, Mickey and I just sat at the airport. He was doing some editing, da 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 But actually, we both said to each other at the end when we landed, um, you know, there are lots of people that you could get stuck with and it would be a nightmare. <laughs> we really talked about everything and anything, and it was a, an opportunity to bond. So an opportunity rather than a, oh, no, not again. Um so I just wanted to share that with you, really. And there were pictures. I did tweet pictures of the aircraft carrier. And um, I was stood from from my viewpoint. I could just see all these incredible Navy personnel in uniform. Um, and rather than standing in front of them, I took a step back just to view them. And I wasn't allowed to take my proper camera. Otherwise, I really would have taken some fabulous photos, I feel. Um, but on the... Um, mobile phone i did take a couple of pictures uh, and you can check those out if you're on twitter at lynn parsons uk um then the following day of course there was the tennis there was the women's tennis the sunday was the time i'd actually sat down and put my feet up and the djokovic federer match was just spectacular if you're into tennis it was just a joy what was sad was that someone had to lose it really was um, a fantastic match, some great tennis. I hope you enjoyed it if you saw it. And of course, we're leading up now um, to this business of the World Cup final. And if you did a sweepstake, the thing that I find entirely unfair <laughs> is that I organised the sweepstake and I now find that my husband has got both Germany and Argentina. A win-win situation, I think you'd agree. <laughs> Um, one other thing I did this week that I really wanted to share with you was I went to see uh, The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Night and it's a Mark Haddon book I remember reading it years ago thinking it was a children's book it is about a child it is not a children's book um, and there is a stage play and it was I think the beginning of this year maybe the end of last year that whilst this was performing on stage, the theatre that it was at, the roof collapsed. I don't know if you remember that in the news. Anyway, it's reopened at the Gielgud Theatre. I'm ashamed to say I don't know the cast's name, any of the cast's names. Um, the guy playing the lead, I'm going to find out who the guy playing the lead is actually and uh, share that with you on the next pod, but... He was incredible. The only thing I would say is my brother um, came with me and had not read the book and found it um, incredibly moving, but came away feeling quite heavy. And I had read it, so I was able to take in the artistic. It's the National Theatre that have produced it. And if you've any idea what War Horse looks like, um, this doesn't look like it, but it's genius in its own way. Um, 
so in terms of staging and lighting and actually the the main performance it is just fantastic and i found it very uplifting uh, but i would highly recommend it probably wouldn't take anyone below 15 years of age but just a thought and did you see the business about suarez being bought by barcelona for 75 they're saying 75 million pounds i'm just i mean that's just incredulous isn't it or is it me <laughs> love to hear from you lynn at lynnparsons.net to email and to tweet at lynnparsonsuk i wish you a happy weekend and we'll catch up soon and i'll get the name of that lead actor in the curious incident international rescue calling international rescue jeff this is penny hi there penny jeff here I strongly advise you to listen to Lynn Parsons. She's a cool, happening chick, and there are no strings attached. <laughs>